Got a freaking. This thing fell off again. Surely that tape I got from the dollar store will hold. <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm just watching some of Cleveland sports highlights today before I begin the podcast because sometimes it puts me in a great mood, and other times it just irritates me so much that I'm fired up, and then we have a nice little rapport going with inconvenience. So, anyways, I thought it might be interesting to watch this with me. Um, this was from today's game. It said there was an ejection. Not a strike, but we'll take it. Let's go, baby. Oh, he's talking to the ump. Did he get thrown just for... Obviously, as you can tell from Springer's reaction, he didn't like it. He just got <laughs> out of the yeah, baby! It's too late, coach. It's too late. He already sent him. So now the Blue Dude. Have lost their oh, he took the head off. Oh, he sent him out as well, man! Dude, is it not hilarious how much power an umpire has? That the guy, he didn't shove him. He didn't do anything crazy. Look, ref called a bad ball. The guy's walking back. He's like, yeah, whatever, dude. I don't know what he said, but then the guy can just go, and he's out of here! And you're just ejected from the game. And then the coach, dude. Now, look, you guys are all grown men, but for some reason, I expect the coach to have even more maturity. But he gets up into his face. You're going to eject my player? You're going to wave your hand like a little magical wand and send him out of the friggin' field? No way! Takes the hat off, and then they go, hey, you too! Dude, what kind of crazy superpower that would be if we had that in the real world, man. Imagine you're at like a dinner party. So I guess the tape didn't hold. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Right now. Right now is the time. If not now, then when? If not, you'll get no. I, re I rest my tape. Got him. <laughs> Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Full Circus, the only show that I believe where the set is its own living, breathing person. Okay, it's a character. So at any point during this episode, a number of items may come crashing down upon us and we live in this beautiful serendipity of chaos. So embrace that and live in the blip. Okay, that is the motto for the week. Live in the blip. These little tiny moments where it's messy, it's weird, but you just got to enjoy it. Would I like it if all the things stayed on the wall? Absolutely. The amount of money I keep putting into hard drive this stuff and stay put and just be a backdrop. I tell you what, wall, that's all you're supposed to be. But for some reason, the wall, like myself, just loves attention. So it keeps coming. Hey, I'm back. What's up? What are you going to do now? I'm like, oh my, okay, you know. So it's just something we got to deal with. And I'm living in the blip, in the moment. Live in the blip of whatever nonsense and shenanigans your own infrastructure may bring upon you. So anyways, guys, did I say my name is Tristan Sartors? If not, that's what the deal is, okay? You can try and wear it out, but good luck. So, man, it feels good to be back here after a long stay with more dog sitting. That's right, you heard it here first. Yeah, I've been dog sitting again. Now, this is a reoccurring theme for all you listeners who pay attention. I dog sit quite frequently. Why? I don't know. Okay, so does it make me a good neighbor, a good person, a saint? <laughs> no, it makes me a schmuck because anytime someone comes to me, I don't know the person, I don't know the dog, and they say, Tristan, we hear you're the best. Could you please do us this favor? And I go, sure, why not? 
All right, I'm easy going. I'm laid back. I'm laid back guy. All right. Look at the bagginess of my shirt. So a laid, laid back guy doesn't worry about a lot of things. So when people come to him and they ask him favors and requests, he says, sure, no problem. Okay. You see how much room is in this shirt still? I got room to fill it out with whatever necessities you may bestow upon me. So anyways, I went to go dog set. And it was a swell time for the most part. It did get chaotic. It was a very lengthy stay because of the chaos that ensued. All right. So normal routine. I go here. I'm, I'm dog sitting. All right. I'm just doing my thing. I'm doing my thing. Okay. Like, like the podcast. I just like to do my thing. Wherever I go, man, if you ever want to know what I'm up to, I'm just doing my thing. All right. And I like to believe that that's what you guys are also up to wherever you are in your lives. Okay. I'm, I'm where I need to be right now doing my thing. So go out there and do your thing. So I was there. I was doing my thing. And about halfway through that stay, I get a message, not only from the dog and house owners, but also on the news that Hawaii is under siege. You know, there's a lot of fires in Maui. It's a very disastrous thing. It's it's hard and it's it's rough for a lot of people out there. So send your prayers their way. And you know what? With the newfound listenership that we're having with this podcast, I'll put a link in the description if you want to go donate and try and help out Hawaii. All right? Let's not forget, they're part of America. Now, they might live in abundance and glory and, and beauty that we may only dream of, but they're still part of us. So donate, help them out. And you know what? It's good luck for Hawaii, okay? Because it is, it is a problem. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. Also not that you need to, and that's what it was. I got sidetracked. There was like a negative thought where I said, Hey, they're part of our nation. Donate. And a part of me went, yeah, but you should also donate even if they're not part of your country. And I went, Vroom! where's it at? Give me that thought back. Found it, delivered it to you. So there it is, man. Whoever's struggling, go and help them out. All right. Because you want to be like me, right? But you want to have a baggy emotional shirt. So when there's emotions and, and feelings and prayers to give, give them suckers, okay? Anyways, I got sidetracked. But yeah, the people that I was dog sitting for, they were there when the fires start going down. So all of a sudden, I get word that I'm going to be there for in definite amount of time. They don't know when they're going to back. They don't know if they're going to get back. And I'm worried about them kind of. I don't even really know them. But I'm like, oh, like there's so much, so much emotion and feeling that's going on at this moment. So I get a message that they had just hiked up. Also, I missed a call from them. But I get a message that they just hiked up two or three miles to get on top of this cliff just so they could have enough cell reception to call me, which I missed. But then he decides he's got to write a text message and, and detail all of the horrificness that is going down. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I text him back immediately. Hey, no problem. Don't worry. I'll take care of the dog until you need it. Because again, I'm a schmuck, but also I am a saint. So when people genuinely need my help, I'm there. Check out the bagginess. Okay. So um, he does not get that message because, you know, I guess they're not on the peak of the mountain anymore and they have to traverse back down miles and miles and find just food and water and shelter. They end up sleeping on patio furniture and Home Depot. And it makes me feel even more guilty that while they're on vacation, I'm just staying in their house eating all their food. And I couldn't even pick up the phone when he tried to call. Imagine hiking miles. It would suck if I was the only person he was trying to call, but hiking miles and miles and miles. Just so you can reach the person whose dog's ending their job because that's the priority, you know, not survival anymore. It's just, we need to update Tristan on what's going on. Um, and then I don't even pick the phone, okay? I was playing some video games, losing at that, but 
you know what? I was doing my thing. So anyways, it was a rough situation. So I stayed there longer than I needed because there was stuff going down. Also, while I'm trying to communicate with these people, a newcomer, all right, someone named like Teresa or something, I didn't even really pay attention, starts blowing my phone up with calls and texts saying, hey, I'm a friend of the people your dog's sitting for. I'm trying to deliver you the news and I can update you and whatever you got to get, update me. So now I'm constantly texting the people every time they hike up back to the mountain, calling them and I'm delivering the feedback to her and she's delivering it back to me and like, I don't even know you. Why are you involved in this situation? Um, so I keep dealing with this and this and then... There's another house that I was supposed to go dog sit for, but I'm stuck here, so I'm communicating with them back and forth. I'm just like a business mogul, but for dealing with doggy drama. So it's all just a bunch of hoopla, man. There's so much drama that was going on, and I don't like drama, okay? Personally, I'm not a dramatic guy, which is interesting and ironic for someone who is in the dramatic arts. But I don't like drama, okay? When someone says, hey, you want to go catch a movie? I say yes. They say, it's a drama. I go, I don't care. I don't like drama. I don't want it. You know, I don't like any drama. No confrontation. Someone delivers me something that I didn't order at a restaurant. I think, you know what? It's no big deal. I don't worry about the drama. My shirt's too baggy to even care about all this. I'm so laid back. So I let it happen, man. I, if there was a superpower, that's what it is. Anti-drama. I'm so laid back, man. Anti-drama, man. Save us, anti-drama, man. I'm sorry. And of course he answers every single question and request with sorry first because he's like, I don't want to offend you. I don't want any confrontation. I'm sorry, but I can't do that. Anti-drama man. Away! You know, and he's off to just, I don't know, play some paddle ball or something. Just be alone and just avoid the drama, you know? So obviously one of the worst superheroes of all time with dealing with conflict, that's all superheroes are meant to do is to just deal in the mess. And anti-drama man, he's like, I've been bestowed with the power to avoid this. You think I won't? I'm anti-drama man. Of course I'm not going to deal with whatever this is. Anti-drama man, away, but I'm sorry. <laughs> anti-drama man, he is a good time. So anyways, I am anti-drama man. I'm so laid back, but I'm just, I'm going through it. And also... I'm supposed to go to this other doxing job, like I said, but now the daughter of this place has just decided that I don't want to go on the vacation. I want to stay and, and play whatever sport it was that she's going to go play. Not that it matters to me. All I knew is that they still wanted my help, but just not fully. They're like, hey, so could you just travel back and forth like three or four times a day? I say, sure. Okay. I'm anti-drama, man. I'm not going to confront and deal with it. I'm so laid back, dude. So... I get all the words and I'm like, oh my gosh. So now I got to try and get here into this house and go let this dog out multiple times. But I also don't want to cross paths and I don't know why the girl's even here in the first place. So now she's sending me spreadsheets and calls and they're texting me. And again, I'm dealing with Hawaii in and of itself. And then a strange neighbor who's also desires to be updated on every little thing that I, I was like, can we just get in a group chat? What is all this? I'm, I'm like the center, the hub of all the information in this freaking neighborhood. So I was doing that the whole freaking time. And yeah, I, <laughs> I had to go back and forth. So I'm, I'm dealing with all that and I got to keep going back to this house to let this dog out. And I'm like, is this freaking girl here? Like, hello? Look, I don't want to be here if you're here. Also, I don't want to be wasting my time in general if someone's here to be letting the dog out, but also, you know, I just don't want to have to confront anyone. Again, so baggy. But, <laughs> yeah, there was just a cluster 
of 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 nonsense and shenanigans and and you know what have you okay what have you what have i shenanigans that's what i have so been there done that and it was a very lengthy weekend again i i stayed way longer than i needed to and it just it was what it was also that girl kind of screwed me out of of some money because she was like i'm gonna stay here kind of we still need your help but don't you know, don't commit all the way. So I actually didn't get paid the full price of what I would have because she, I don't know, whatever she was doing. Um, it is funny though. Like it's not even my house, but once you stay somewhere, I'd already been at the house before that. I almost feel some sort of pride in the cleanliness and the organization of the area. And this girl, I don't know how old she is, but she was just leaving cupboards and cups and bowls and food everywhere. So every time I went there to let the dog out, I'm like cleaning up this house that I'm not even staying at. Because I'm like, yeah, this is this is mine for me. And there's a security. I'm like, you know, you see all this? You see what I'm doing? Okay, the cups go away. I'm washing bowls now. I don't even know who ate these ramen noodles, but I'm still putting stuff away. Okay, because I carry the team and... I'm anti-drama, man. Okay, I'm so laid back. The baggy shirt is so baggy that uh, I can't help but just take care of everything that I do, man. Um, to go even further than that, though, after that whole thing was going down, um, I am sitting playing some games. Okay, I'm. this was after the whole thing. It's still all going on, and it still is. Again, you can go donate, all right? But... I'm, I'm playing video games with, with my boys, and I get a message from the homeowner again. I guess he had gotten service now, and he says, <laughs> My son's friend is walking his dog. He's going to get stuck in the rain. He's going to come into the garage, and that's it. And don't worry, he's a real cool guy. And I said, Oh, so much to process here. But one, <laughs> I'm, I I couldn't help but laugh with with my boys, okay, with my friend and my brother were playing. I'm like, well, good. It's great, great that he's a cool guy. I was worried I was going to have to hang out with a lame loser in the kitchen while we hold out in this storm. I was like, wait, what do you mean? He's, he's okay, so cool guy's coming over. He's going to get stuck in the rain. It's not even raining outside. So my thought process is turn back, all right? I don't know how far of a walk you're on, but maybe... Retrace. If you think that the rain's going to be coming down, I think that's ample time enough that you can be like, yeah, I'm just going to walk a couple more miles. I'll take a pit stop at your house. I'm fine with inconveniencing you. Okay? That's what it felt like because 30, 40, 50 an hour passed and it still hasn't started raining and I'm still getting work. Yeah, he's on his way. He's going to come into the garage. You're going to let him in. And I'm like, okay, so I'm just going to hang out with this cool guy now. And again, I'm so laid back. <laughs> But part of me is just like so much time has passed. It feels like he's making an effort to come and hang out here. All right. So an hour, if you're still not halfway through your walk that you could have turned back and gone home, you must have been walking a marathon. So I was so confused. I'm texting the guys like he's not here. He's like, don't worry, he's going to be coming again. It's just more of the texting chain. And I'm just like constantly looking over my shoulder and, and waiting because I don't know if someone's going to show up. And on top of that, dude, there's just a certain level of this guy's going to tell on me, okay, like that I've been eating all their ice cream, that I'm 
wearing my shoes in their house. You know, that just, just report on the way that I may be living. Again, I take pride in my area. It's very clean and organized, but I'm afraid that it might not be up to standards, and that's why this guy's getting sent over, okay? So a plethora of information and thoughts are going through my mind. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, is this guy even going to get stuck in the rain, or is he a spy, okay? Because they said they got to stay an extra amount of time in Hawaii because everything's going down. Are they worried that... Over a week, I can't hold down the fort. So I'm worried and I'm checking it out. And now I'm cleaning up in the background. My friends are laughing at me. It's like, hey, dude, whatever you say, gonna be clean. I, say, hey, I just, I don't know who this cool guy is, but I'm afraid he might not actually be that cool. So just nonsense. Just freaking nonsense, man. So that's kind of how my stay went. It was just a lot of communicating. I will say that the issue that actually was my fault here, man, and I'm going to fess up to something. The trash day in this neighborhood is not the same that it is in my own domain, okay? So, I routinely put the trash out on the same day it is here, and people don't like that because the trash is just sitting out there for an extra two days. I'm like, hey, at least it's covered, okay? You know, at least it'll happen. Everything will be okay. I'm a little bit early, but that's all right, you know? So, I don't do that this time. And my aunt says, wait and do this, and I'll tell you when to do it, and this is the day. And she says, today's the trash. Today's trash day. And I go, great, got it. It starts raining. Hours pass by. Later in the night, she says, hey, don't forget, today's trash day. And I go, great, got it, thanks. I almost forgot. I go to bed. I, with all of the warnings and little, pss, pss, hey, don't forget, that anyone could have offered me I still forgot to do it. So I wake up in a snap at 9 a.m., all right? And I'm freaking like, oh, holy crap. Today, today's trash day. Now I knew what the prophecies were about that my aunt had been telling me. So I run downstairs and I'm grabbing the cans and I'm running them to the front, which is always so embarrassing because everyone else always has their cans out there. And I don't know whether or not the trash truck has come. So I'm like, oh, everybody's looking through the curtains, going to look at this schmuck. He couldn't take the trash out last night. What's the matter you, huh? So I'm worried about it. And to make matters worse, I swear to you, I take it all the way out to the thing. Mailman, he's coming by and delivering. He's like at the house just right next to me, putting it in the little box. And I hear him say, yeah, man, that ain't going to work. That ain't going to work. He's looking at me. I'm like, huh? He's like, yeah, that ain't going to work. That ain't gonna... And he pulls up and he leaves. And I'm like, what? Wait, does that? He did... Like, he's telling me basically in my mind that trash has already come. I'm screwed. I'm effed, right? So immediately I'm, I'm worried. I'm panicked. I'm like, gosh, dang it. I failed. I can't believe this. And then I get a notification on my phone. Freaking Hungry Howie's, right, texted me. Hey, today's National Lazy Day. Get yourself a free medium pizza and a Diet Coke. Yeah, dude. Dude, to make matters worse, while you're feeling so guilty over like just a little menial task that easily could have been done, that I was reminded to multiple times, and then the mailman mocks me, I'm feeling bad, and Hungry Howie's texts me, and on top of it, it's National Lazy Day! It's like the whirlwind. Dude, you think that's funny? Huh? 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 And I was just so embarrassed, so... What's happened was I did not have the pride to take the can back with me at this point. All right. I knew that I had failed. 
All right. I understood that. I looked around at the neighbors who were glaring. Oh, look at this guy. He couldn't. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to set it out here. And if anyone hasn't seen it, they're going to drive around the cul-de-sac and they're going to think, hey, this guy got the trash out in time. So I go back inside and I come back and then I, I get the trash hours later. And of course, it's still full because the trash had already come. So I'm feeling defeated and embarrassed, man. It's so hard to lose. It's so hard to lose. I'm supposed to be laid back, guy. I can't believe that I'm going to have to deal with this. And on top of that, I'm going to have to tell my aunt what had happened. But nay, I devise a plan. Because while I may be laid back and wear the baggiest of shirts, I'm also one of the craftiest mofos this side of the Mississippi. So what I do is I go and collect a giant black garbage bag, all right? And I collect all of the trash that needed to be collected, and I put it into this big, heavy-duty black garbage bag, and I stop it down, and I crush it as flat as it can be, all right? So then I throw it into the back of my vehicle. <laughs> and sure enough, my aunt contacts me, and she asks about the trash. Now, this is where I'm kind of coming clean. I want to say that I lied, but I did not say I took the trash out. She said, did you remember the trash? And verbatim, I said, I took care of it. And that's exactly what I did. So while I was visiting with her, I have this black trash bag in the back of the vehicle. Like I've got freaking a mafia hit. And I'm like, oh, please don't even look in the bag. Don't ask about the bag. I take the bag immediately back home, put it in my own garbage, and I took care of it. I might be laid back, guy, but you can't deny the ability and the wherewithal and the ingenious that is Mr. Bags. Um, hey, look at that. Back to back. So anyways, I took care of it and I got it done. So... What might be a loss in some people's eyes, I just took it as an opportunity to deal with adversity. And again, I'm anti-drama guy, all right? Anti-drama man is not going to confess or own up to anything. He's going to find another way. I'll come back after the bank robbers are gone. I'll come back and then deal with the situation. But right now, I cannot confront all of this. So that was hilarious to me. So I'm laughing to myself really like the Grinch who was stealing Christmas and presently like, oh. <laughs> no one's gonna know no one's gonna know I got the best moves in town dude right I might as well been moonwalking with this trash feeling so smooth about it um so that was basically how my stay went man so I hope you guys enjoyed the dog chronicles that's that's all that happened oh dude you know what I did forget to mention one, again, I was eating so many snacks. What was funny is that when I went there, he's like, again, feel free to have whatever you want, eat the snacks, whatever. And me, anti-drama man, I didn't want to feel like I was imposing on the guy. So I said, no, don't worry about it. I'll bring my own food. He goes, oh, okay. So he sets up the alley-oop. I'm right there to dunk it. But instead, I take the ball back out. And then I do a soft layup. He's like, oh, okay, fine. You know, do it your own way. That's whatever you want. But I don't do that, okay? I eat all of their food. And then I have to kind of admit and confess to this. And they were super chill about it. But coincidentally, I had stayed an extra few nights. So they were like, all right, that's the least you could do. Eat all the cheese that you want. Um, but not only that, while I had to go back and forth with that other house that the girl kept 
leaving the kitchen a wreck, I was like, man, I can't be stealing so much food from this house. I might have to take a couple of granola bars and eat here. So I would do little pit stops, okay, little snack stops. <laughs> I would go there and eat some of their food and come back and then eat the rest of theirs. So you know what? All in all, I uh, really spent most of my time trying to avoid a really cool guy that was going to show up at the door at any moment. I was the ultimate hub for all things chaos and updated information. And I did a lot of snacking in both houses, and no one knows who this ghost is who has the munchies. And then I forgot to do the one chore that I had to do in this house, and that was take out the trash. But again, dude, I took care of it. Okay, so I don't know. I got my own way of doing things, all right? I'm just doing my thing, all right? It might not be the logical way to go about it, but some people see the thing, and this is how you do it. This is the way you got to go about the thing. I'm like, hey. Don't worry about it. Wherever I am, just know I'm doing my thing, okay? So it'll be taken care of. So that was great. Um, what else was I going to say? I forgot about something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I first went over there to meet the family and kind of check out the dog and they go through the ropes, this is what you need to do and this and that, um, his, his sons were there, okay? So I walk into the kitchen, I'm talking to the guy, the sons get up and they leave. I'm thinking, yeah, they just don't want to be here with a stranger who's talking. So they go up and get in their beds. Father takes me around the whole house and we go upstairs. So now he's introducing me to his sons that are laying in bed who I presume walked away to get out of the conversation. And do you know how awkward of a presence it is to walk in and talk to a stranger in their bedroom uninvited while they're laying down and they had already tried to walk away. So they're like, Hey man. Yeah. What's up? Um, so it's just the weirdest conversation. And after all that, I go into both rooms, talk to him. I read up and we go back to this one. We talk to him and the dad says, so which room do you want to stay in? As both sons are looking at me in the hallway. What freaking kind of question is that? So I basically told him, I was like, uh, you choose. What do you want me to just look at both of these kids and say, yay, hey, right there, your bed? Mine. That's the bed I want. You know, both of them were like, like, oh, please, God, no, don't choose, don't choose me. Don't choose me. You know, I got, I got bed bugs. It smells bad in here. There's, there's laundry, you know. Both of them looked in fear. Oh, God, he's going to pick me, isn't it? I'm like, nah, look, I don't want to sleep in either of these rooms, okay? I'm, I'm sure enough just not going to look at a stranger while he's in his own bed and tell him, hey, that's the bed I want, Jack. So I tell the guy, I was like, dude, uh, you, you tell me. You, verbatim, that's exactly what I said. I was like, eh, you tell me because I'm so uncomfortable. Anti-drama guy. I didn't want to be a part of any of it. I said, dude, you tell me. What bed do you want me to be in? I'll, you're the boss. You give me the rules. I'm not going to tell some kid I'm going to steal his bed and eat food in his bed for the next week and a half, which is exactly what I did. So um, now I slept on top of the covers. I didn't actually use the pillars or the blankets, but if there are some crumbs in there, that's on me. All right. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a snacker. All right. That's just who I am. All right. Don't worry. I'm just doing my thing. Um, I did try and clean it up though, so it is, it's, it's fine. <laughs> so anyways, man, that does finish the Chronicles of Narnia? No, of dog sitting. 
Um, so we actually have some question, not questions. I mean, there are, but you know, one per episode, right? Space it out, enjoy, maximize the fun potential. So anyways, this question here, again, dude, we don't have a theme song. We have no graphics. We got nothing, but welcome back to silly psychology or information with an imbecile. That's what it was. Man, it's been so while since we've answered a question. I forgot the name of the segment. But anyways, now this question comes from Bobby. All right, now Bobby says, what the frick, Mike? He didn't say that. I said that. All right, this is, I'm beginning Bobby's message now. Hello. I hope you're doing well. I freaking am, Bobby. I'm doing great. I started watching your podcast and I love it. Keep up the good work, dude. Bobby! All right, you are my favorite person right now. All right, now I'm not going to say that this will last forever. Surely I have family members that I love a ton and they are going to elevate back to my favorites. But in this moment, all right, live in the blip. You are my favorite person right now. So here's my question for the podcast. What are your top five favorite comedy movies? Pick a few of your favorite scenes from these movies that depict your sense of humor. I don't have any gestures for humor, but eh. Um, <laughs> what do these scenes and movies say about your sense of humor? Explain why these movies and scenes are funny and why they represent your humor. Bobby, that's a freaking fantastic question. A deep dive. And do I have an answer for you? All right. So now when people usually ask me what my favorite movies are, I just give them comedies. Okay. Because anti-drama man doesn't like dramas. He likes comedies. <laughs> so I go one. Happy Gilmore, okay? Two, Ace Ventura. Three, The Master of Disguise. Four is kind of a cop-out, but I Psych is my favorite TV show of all time, so check out Psych the Movie. Brilliant. That is number four. And five, SpongeBob the Movie. Those are my favorite movies and also the movies that helped shape who I am today. And I'm, I know I'm doing my little funny shtick inflection yes you know doing my little embellishment that i do but i am being very very genuine right now um so you say pick a few of your favorite scenes from these movies that depict your sense of humor what do these scenes and movies say about your sense of humor explain why the scenes are funny and why they represent you um man i mean where do you start these movies i grew up watching all the time, all of them, except Psych the Movie. That's recent, but I grew up kind of watching the show anyway, so that's why I'm putting there. Again, cop out, but I don't play by the rules. I'm doing my own thing. Um, so, you know, I grew up with with all of these movies, and they, they help shape who I am, my outlook on life in general. And I'm going to deep dive on you right now, okay? I don't even need to really think about it. I'll tell you what all these movies have in common. Every single one on this list depicts an adult in a very cartoonish and childlike manner. Case in point, anti-drama man, all right? Now take a peek at all the Looney Tunes memorabilia that we have just going on, all right? That is kind of my thing. When I say I'm doing my thing, that's what I mean, having fun. And, you know, growing up in a world where I saw a lot of people that I would deem boring, you know, as a kid, you're like, oh, you're not like fun. You don't have pizzazz and I don't want to be like that. And, you know, a lot of it stems from having older brothers. Like when you're a younger sibling and we mesh, like we're just, we're all kids and we like these childlike things. And as they're older, because they're ahead of me, they move on to the next step of maturity without me. 
Okay, so if you've never been a younger sibling, that's what it feels like is you're kind of left behind. So when my older siblings graduated from this childlike manner that I still possess, I went, oh, wait, what is this is the next step? These are the people that we were just on the same wavelength. I don't want to go up here with you. You know, I've only got a, a couple more years and then I'm going to be like that. So, you know, around 10 years old or so, I got really bummed out about that kind of being my next step because all my brothers were so similar. And I was like, well, surely this is what I go. This is the progression. You kind of get kind of moody and angsty and, you know, that really teenager. It's just, you know, they're not the greatest in terms of personality. So I was really bummed out and I found a lot of comfort in in movies like this. OK, so Happy Gilmore. You again, you have this adult who is so childlike and a lot of it comes from his anger, but he's just so ridiculous. And there's there's just scenes upon scenes in all these movies. And you find that comedy most often has a victim. All right. It's always on someone else or the environment or the thing. Or what I think is funny about these is that it's usually the person itself. OK, a lot of times these people are so ridiculous that the joke is on them. But it's just it's so it's just so good, man. I mean, look at Happy Gilmore right at the beginning. He smacks the putt and it doesn't go. And he goes, is that goal regulation size or what? Jeez. <laughs> Ace Ventura has the when he knocks up on the door. I mean, there's a million different lines and scenes I can think of, but the ones that I just when I say the movie, I think of, "Hi, I'm looking for Ray Finkel." And a new pair of shorts. <laughs> Hi, I'm looking for Ray Finkel. And a clean pair of shorts. And Master of Disguise, of course, when his grandfather shows up and he smacks him in the face, he goes, "Yes, exactly like that." But with that, the pain on my face. Here's something that sounded like this. Yes, exactly that. But without the pain on my face. <laughs> Dude, I'll keep going. Psych the movie. Right at the beginning. He comes out and he's like, I just started my Christmas shopping today, okay? I tell myself every year, start in July, do a little bit each month, you'll be so happy when the Yuletide rolls in. He's in disguise. I just started my Christmas shopping today, okay? Every year, I tell myself, start in July, do a little bit each month, you'll be so happy when the Yuletide rolls in. And SpongeBob, what's one from SpongeBob? There's the, we're on a baby hunt, and don't think we don't know how to weed them out. We're on a baby hunt, and don't think we don't know how to weed them out. And all these movies are filled with just amazing scenes where it portrays just these goofy adults that are having fun. And they're grown-ups. So I was so attached to this idea of kind of being a living Looney Tune, you know, I kind of wanted to model my personality after these adults who showed that it was okay to be silly and, and nonsensical and be grown up. And I wanted that. So I decided that's who I was going to be, man. You combine all these movies with stuff like Looney Tunes and Ninja Turtles and you bake all that into a pot. And that's, that's who I am, man. I find the silliness again, you said, explain why I think they're funny. Um, a lot of times when the joke is on them, but they're just still comfortable being outlandish. And that's okay, right? It's great to just not be down the line. So 
you know, I love these movies, not just my favorite comedy movies, but my favorite movies. Again, dude, they're so amazing. And, you know, if you haven't seen them, go check them out. And to all the people who might feel like they're becoming boring, just don't, right? You know, just do whatever you want. Isn't that great? This, this, and and also with my parents, I've never really touched on this a lot, but my parents are so silly and goofy and they're my parents, you know, they're adults. And my dad's one of the toughest people you could ever imagine. And to see him be ridiculous was another kind of wake up call. It's like, oh, I don't have to go this route, you know? I can be silly and still go, you know, grow up and, and do the, all the adult things, but never stop making knock knock jokes. Um, so I really love that and it's great in life that you can just do whatever you want to do, you know, do your thing again, dude, if the shirt's so baggy, you just do your thing. Those are the rules. All right. Wherever you be, be doing your thing. Um, so thank you, Bobby, for the question. That is an amazing question. You are still my favorite person at this moment. Um, Bobby also wrote a question about childhood pranks where I could rank them. And in terms of ranking childhood pranks, there is none better than a younger sibling where I can give you detailed explanations about which ones are the most volatile. So um, I don't have all the time to just do that. That would be its own kind of episode, but I'm thinking we might do something special for that. So thank you, Bobby, for that. We will get back to that in the future. But again, thank you for your question. Again, you can submit to the show anywhere on social media at Tristan Sartoris or just contact the email full circus podcast at gmail.com man so i think that's everything that's going on man i've we've kind of concluded all the the dogging we've talked about comedy we've talked about hawaii again go donate he's a saint he puts in the description um so yeah guys just thanks so much for having fun here with me um, you know, and continue to be silly and continue to be anti-drama, man. Keep your shirts baggy, keep your spirits loose and be doing whatever you're doing where you be doing it at. All right. So guys, I can't thank you enough for tuning in, hanging out here with me and having some time. I will be back here next week and we will be just as silly as always, because like these movies have depicted for years and years to come that I grew up seeing, it's okay to be, you know. I don't know. Ridiculous. Whatever. The person who can't think of all the adjectives. So, guys, thank you so much. I'm so grateful that the skateboard stayed up. I will see you in the next episode. <laughs> you are the best. I love you guys. I'll see you. Peace. <laughs>